It's time now for another Pinball Profile. You can find our group on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at Pinball Profile. Email us pinballprofile at gmail.com. And please subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. We go now to New Mexico and talk to Kristen Browning-Measel. How are you doing, Kristen? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. There's so many things I want to talk to you because, you know, in this show we talk to a lot of players that might be very, very competitive. We talk to people that organize tournaments and we talk to people that are big into collecting and you are a big part of that world because of Measle Mods and everything that has come since this all started in 2013. You and Tim uh, realized that some of these older machines can be uh, upgraded a little bit with the uh, fine work of 3D printing and some great graphic designs and artists. And it's been probably something that in the last six years you thought, oh, I don't know how big this is going to grow into and look where we are today. (laughs) That's that's absolutely the case. Six years ago, if you would have told me that I would be running a uh, pinball company, I would have said, uh, you are absolutely out of your mind. <laughs> By the way, not just any pinball company, a company that just won the New Mexico Manufacturer of the Year Award, which congratulations on that. That's a, that's huge. Yeah, thank you. We're uh, pretty excited. The uh, Manufacturing Extension uh, Partnership, that's a, a U.S.-based organization that helps uh, smaller manufacturers like us have the benefit of learning how to use Lean manufacturing tools and process improvement technologies uh, has been a huge supporter in um, helping us grow and be more efficient. And um, they nominated us for the award, and uh, we were selected as the uh, the winners. So we got to receive the award up in uh, Colorado at their manufacturing awards uh, ceremony about uh, two months ago. So that was pretty cool. It's very cool and a nice piece of pride for those that work there at Measle Mod. So good, yeah. on, good on you for that. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> so, was it a machine that you or Tim had that you thought, okay, I can add something here, and now that they've got 3D printing, you know, with a little bit of creativity, we can really bedazzle this machine up. How did it all start? Well, it started when uh, our first machine that we bought was the um, Star Wars trilogy, and I think Tim suspected that the only way he was going to get a pinball machine into our home was by appealing to my sense of love of Star Wars. So we bought the Star Wars, and then he ended up suddenly buying three more machines. I think he bought Johnny Mnemonic next, and then we ended up getting the getaway. And when he got the getaway, he you know, started participating in the forum, particularly uh, Pinside, and you know, found people talking about things they were doing in the machine. And he decided that one of the things that would be cool to make is the Donut Heaven. Uh, because Donut Heaven or uh, Donut Shop is featured basically in the uh, the DMD on the game, and so he thought, well, I want to. Ma- I tried my hand at making. He's kind of a maker, and he went to the hobby shop locally and bought some materials. And it's a, quite a funny picture, the original <laughs> Donut Heaven that he made. And he decided it was clearly not going to be sufficient to go on this really great game. So he said. I'm going to buy a 3D printer so I can make Donut Shop. And I said, whatever. I was busy running a another, uh, I was running a logistics company at the time. And I didn't have time to really, you know, supervise that purchase. <laughs> and so as a result, you know, he made the Donut Heaven, posted on Tinside, and sort of like that, the rest is kind of history, as they say. Uh, by Christmas time, we had uh, Metallica, and he had decided to make the snake things that I don't know if you know or not, but had problems with the snake fangs in the production version of the game, and so they ended up pulling them out 
of the game as they, you know, there are some games that did ship with the snake thing, but they ended up pulling them out of, you know, the end version of the game. And so Tim said, I'm going to make snake things. And it's been one of our best sellers uh, ever since uh, 2013, I guess, is when they first came out. But it was December that, uh, that year that I ended up coming in and helping out. He had about 40 plus orders for snake things and really no, way of producing, let alone uh, kind of keeping up with the demand until I came in and started helping with the business, ended up leaving my job, and suddenly I found myself running this funny little company. <laughs> People listening to this show years after it first was recorded are going to find the next thing I say a little funny. I've never used a 3D printer, and I imagine down the road it's going to be like saying, I've never had a cell phone, you know? so. <laughs> Yeah, it could be. It very well could be. But I do know this about it. The hardest part about a 3D printer is really creating the program to create the product. I mean, that's the difficult part. Once you've done that and you've worked out the kinks and you've got the right materials and your printer is fantastic, start going. But it's it's the yeah. creation that is the difficult part. And again, what you do at Measle Mods, it's pretty impressive to the pinball community because everywhere I go, any kind of show, I mean, saw a ton at TPF. I saw a ton at Pintastic. There are games that are just pimped up like I've never seen before, and it just really makes that game already worth a lot of money, now worth a lot more when you can do something like this to it. Well, I think the, the best part about the whole thing is really less for me about the value uh, you know, financially that it provides the game, but really more about you know, the joy that it brings to the collector. Uh, you know, I look at how hard people work and wanting to find some level of excitement and fun in their hobbies. And, you know, we get to be a part of that. And that's one of the things I get a lot of joy out of and pleasure out of is, you know, the comments I get from customers who say, I'm, you know, I've just had so much fun doing this and, you know, just providing a little bit of joy back in, in people's busy lives is uh, one of the things that accessorizing your game can do. When you look at collections, whether it be anything, it could be cars, it could be vinyl, it could be models, it could be anything. In the case of pinball machines, yeah, there's a huge sense of pride. And when you can add something to a game and enhance a game with something like a mod, it really makes you proud and you want to show it off, I think, a little bit more, yeah. too. And also, too, you want these machines, some of them that are you know, 20, 30, 40 years old, to be protected and safe. And so, I mean, for years we've seen things like cliffies. Cliffies are very, very important for some of those scoops and, uh, you know, finding just the right ones. And now the manufacturers even add them too. But there are other things too, and they've been talked a lot about on forums too, the playfield protectors. And that's something that you were a big part of as well. Yeah, we um, recently, you know, one of the thing, reasons that I got kind of was inspired to get involved with using and uh, bringing to the U.S. market the pinball universe uh, playfield protectors is uh, we've got a game that we picked up here in our arcade uh, at 14 Tomcat. And literally, besides the ones I've seen on Pinside in pictures, it is just, you know, I've never seen a great-looking Tomcat in person. They're always, the playfields always look terrible. And so one of the things that I realized is that there are not a lot of solutions to that problem, the old kind of game problem. But what I could be a part of is bringing forth a, a solution to that problem going forward. So, you know, in the future, games 
can be well protected while they're being enjoyed without, you know, really much impact or, you know, visibility to the players, so to speak. So we've been excited to bring these really high-quality protectors to uh, the U.S. And I've done a couple of installations now myself. Um, they're, you know, they can be a little bit challenging. They're time-consuming. That's, you know, that's like the biggest challenge of, of, of all. But, you know, they play beautifully. And I've been really excited, especially like I look at our uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, which I don't know if you've played that, Jeff, but it is. Amazing. Such an awesome g- it's an amazing game. It's beautiful. And it's a little pricey. <laughs> and so protecting it from the kind of wear you can get, not just, you know, in an arcade, but even in the home use. I mean, we, you all, we all know, you know, I think a lot of your listeners know that playfield dimpling has become, become more and more prevalent, I think, more and more visible. And so having something that can stop that from happening and keep that brand new look that you get, there is nothing like that look when you open a brand new game and the, just how beautiful that play field looks. And, and maintaining that over time is really, is really something that I think the future pinball collectors will appreciate. So Kristen, is it wise with a new game, if you're getting a new game in box, is it wise to immediately apply the playfield protector or if you buy a used game that's maybe been out on location for let's say even a year you're picking up um, an iron maiden game that's been out for a year and there's maybe some dimpling there will these playfield protectors help that yes absolutely i mean i think ideally you know it'd be great to never have a ball touch the playfield and i actually talked to a an operator who uh, told me that's his strategy for some of the you know games that he purchases he makes sure that he gets the playfield protector in before the uh, game goes out on location, which I think is an awesome strategy. But, you know, it can also be put in a game that, you know, you've had and you want to um, stop the continued abuse that, you know, the ball has. Some of the theories I've heard on the new machines, when they clear coat them, they're not dry enough before they send them out. I don't know if that's true or not, but... The playfield is certainly easily, I don't want to say it's easily dented, I don't know. Well, with clear coating is something that is done to the newer machines. When you talk about some of the older games, F-14 Tomcat, and I think of some of the old Stern games that I love, like Flight 2000 and Stargazer and Quicksilver, the playfields are usually quite worn out. So I can see a playfield protector help that, especially if you're getting it refurbished or maybe it's uh, you just want the wear and tear to stop. Well, uh, let, me t- let me give you an example. So we had our pirates for about six months. I heard one of your other, uh, one of the other people you interviewed called it Potsy, and so I've now, I'm so affectionately calling it Potsy now. <laughs> I, I love that. I love that. So on our our Potsy, we had it for about six months before we put in the uh, playfield protector. And one of the reasons why I wanted it in there is I noticed that I was getting some very fine scratches right there, uh, kind of right above the the flippers where Jack Sparrow is, and I could see the little scratches on his face because the dirt was settling into those scratches. At first, I thought that the artwork had whiskers, <laughs> but no, that was not the case. There are little tiny scratches, and so uh, what the playfield protector does is stops that from happening to the actual playfield itself. So, you know, I'm happy to have it reversing, not reversing, but eliminating additional wear in that area because I want to keep that game looking, playing beautifully for years to come. 
Now, I love pinball. I travel all over North America and even the world to play pinball. And I have a few machines at home. It's notorious that I'm not good for fixing my own games. I have friends that do that. But when it comes to things like installations, and I'm sure there are people listening to Pinball Profile right now that may be into collecting, may be just starting out, and maybe you're a little fearful of that. You did say it is time-consuming to maybe put on this or maybe even other mods. Is there a good way to teach somebody? Are there videos? Are there tips? I mean, I know you can go on forums and, and ask for help, but I like to see it done before yeah. I do it. I don't know. I just... Yeah, I totally get that. So one of my criteria, I, you know, I'm not the most technical pinball person either. Join the club. Uh, I and But I, I believe that if I can do an installation, then most other customers can do the installation. What's really handy is having somebody around that is, you know, real mechanically inclined. I'm not the most mechanically inclined. I can be taught to do something, shown to do something, but I can't necessarily figure it out on my own. So having someone, you know, having a, a friend that is, uh, you know, real good with how things are assembled and come apart is super handy. Having a uh, your cell phone nearby so you can take a ton of pictures, because that's the key. It's really just about, you know, unscrew this in this order, take it apart in this order, and then put it back in the same order. Yeah, and having that cell phone is very, very important, too. Uh, I even have 9-1 dialed just in case I set something on fire, so I just have to press 1, and I'm right there. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, but. the other thing that I, I've been doing is I'm creating a catalog of pictures and tips for all the installations I've done. So I did the Iron Maiden Premium. I found two things that, you know, be really helpful to know, you know, in one of, in the orbit that has the, um, the post that, you know, just double checking when you have uh, laid down the play field protector. First, that the post is going to come up without catching the edge of it. So you can, you know, trim that before you get all the way down to the process. So I'm going to help people along in that way. The other thing is that I am pretty widely known for being accessible to customers for problem solving and helping them through. I've walked through over the phone with many a customer, sometimes on Skype or uh, FaceTime, how to do an installation. So I'm, uh, you know, I'm always open to that as well. That's nice peace of mind. That's good to know, Kristen. Now, also in New Mexico, if you happen to be in Rio Rancho and you want to play some pinball, a good place to go to is the place that you manage, 505 Pinball. So do you want to tell us that's about right. that arcade? I know that's something I'd like to see someday. That's not too far from Albuquerque, is it? No, we're you know just a suburb of Albuquerque, and we are a family-friendly arcade that is flat rate, you know, one price, unlimited play. And, you know, we there is not a whole we call this the pinball wasteland here where there's not a lot of machines on location we're certainly trying to contribute to that uh growing by having our location we opened it up because we you know we already had a small collection as a result of the business but found we were bringing these you know new games in and wanted to share them with the community and so uh as a sponsor of the local league duke city pinball uh we decided that we would open up you know, the facility for the community. And so we've had a lot of birthday parties here. Uh, my favorite birthday parties are for those who are about six or seven years old uh, or those who are 50 and older. Those are the best kinds of birthday parties that we've had here. We do, you know, it's like flip flipper tournaments for the parties, which is just awesome. Uh, you know, it's great to see the joy that people get out of uh, kind of teaming up uh, in competition. 
And we, you know, we do field trips and we're part of the, an annual tour that they do for uh, kind of manufacturing month, which is in October, to help people see uh, different kinds of manufacturing jobs. And so as part of that, people get to come in and play pinball. So uh, our, our arcade is, you know, it's kind of small. It's quaint. We're in the industrial center of uh, Rio Rancho. And in the back of the arcade is the workshop where we run uh, Mesomods. So it's a kind of a fun, different place to come if you're in the area. I like it. I like the sound of it. And I do want to come to the area and check it out for sure. Come to New Mexico. I will. And speaking of New Mexico, now I'm sure you've heard this once or twice or a million times before, but come on, how cool would it be to have a Breaking Bad pinball machine? Well, this is one of the most mentioned things, you know, on the on the threads that you see on Facebook or Pinside, of, you know, themes that people want to see made, and you almost always see Breaking Bad as one of those. We would be, you know, delighted to be a part of that as, you know... <laughs> For better or worse, the home of Breaking Bad. But I do think it would make a great pinball machine, and I think it would provide some excellent content for us to work with at Mesomods to do some of our our best product development work. So we hope that someday it may be made. Who knows? I've seen the rethemed pin. I thought that was kind of cool. Oh, I've never seen that. Uh, maybe I, I, don't know, I don't know if it's just artwork or not, but uh, I'll try to find a picture of it and post it on our Facebook oh, how page. Fun. Yeah, that would be cool. Kristen, it has been a pleasure talking to you. I wish you all the best at Measle Mods. You can find out more at MeaselMods.com. And also on that website, too, you have done something where you kind of bring in other makers of things and uh, really promote their work, too. Yeah, we're, we've been really excited to bring make it easier for customers to buy in one place, but also to really help uh, people who are uh, hobbyist makers who want to have a, use our platform, our, our website, and our infrastructure to sell their products. So we're excited to have companies like Rock Custom Pinball, Lermod, Phil Graphics, a whole bunch of Sparky Pinball, and a, a whole bunch of others that uh, we have been delighted to be in collaboration with. And it's been really rewarding for us as well as I think those, uh, those makers to, you know, get to learn from each other and also grow their business at the same time. So... It's been really great talking to you, Jeff. I've been uh, listening to your uh, show over the last couple of months and really, really think it's a fantastic show. Well, Not just saying that, <laughs> but I really like it. You know, you know what? Some, some, okay, somebody's going to say, you know what? I know why you talk to Kristen at Measle Mods because you're getting something from that. No, I just want to promote it. <laughs> no. You know what? And that's how some people actually think. It's sad to think that. I just want to promote pinball. I think there's all kinds of different aspects and you saying that nice compliment to me means the world to me because I think you appreciate what my goal is in trying to cover every aspect of pinball, whether it's competitions, whether it's the makers, whether it's the the mods, whatever it may be. If it's pinball related, I'd like it here on Pinball Profile. Well, I, I do I, I do think you do a really an exceptional job with the diversity of what you're covering, but I also think you're just spot on in the way that you interview people and where you, how you select in what what gets talked about so i you know i just think you're really doing it, it makes it easy to listen to Kristen, you've made me want to do one more show you know when you get a good Excellent. comment well, that, all right i'll do one more then <laughs> <laughs> at least i hope you do at least one more okay a few, i got a few <laughs> you, you've got you've got to come down here and, and maybe uh and do a uh something about pinball in new mexico <laughs> 
Hmm, sounds like a good idea. Let me check my calendar. All the best to you and Tim. Thank you very much, Kristen. Thank you. Have a great one. Okay. This has been your Pinball Profile. You can find our group on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at Pinball Profile. Email us pinballprofile at gmail.com. And please subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. I'm Jeff Teolis. Oh.